Welcome to Retail Nightmares. I am your co-host, Jessica Delisle. Uh, with me, not as always, is a man who is no stranger to being a co-host, but can he be a co-ghost? Mr. Dave Shumka. Hi. Filling in for Alicia Tobin. Oh, I'm filling in for Alicia, <laughs> so I will be doing the Alicia voices. <laughs> no, oh, do, 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 do. You don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, don't you know? She couldn't make it today because she had an obligation and our guest is only in town for one day. So she suggested that Dave fill in our guest, musician from the band Sloan, but also his own person, Jay Ferguson. Oh, th- no, I only identify as a person from Sloan. <laughs> Uh, thank you for having me here. <laughs> Thanks for coming. And of course. Happy to be here. Time out of your busy tour schedule. Oh, yeah. Busy. I finished an apple and <laughs> I thought, well, in between my shower and my eating my apple, I would happily come here. Yeah. Now, as a touring musician yes. across Canada, mm-hmm. will you get a different like local apple? No. Oh. I just want gala apples. That's oh, all I really? Want. That's right. Oh, when you're out here, you got to go ambrosia. I find, well, those are nice too. <laughs> Actually, uh, so my girlfriend Liz, her cousin came over from England a couple summers ago and stayed for eight weeks. He was doing like an internship at a hospital. And we had, we started this thing called the Apple Cup Guild Whoa. where he was he was blown away by the um, the amount of varieties of apples that were available in Canada. There's a and shit to, ton. Yeah, he wanted to try them all. He found 16 different ones Whoa. and we had like playoffs. Like we would do four sets of four and you would taste them. Blindfold taste, which mm-hmm. ones do you like best without Whoa. knowing, you know, Ambrosia or Gala or, you know, Macintosh <laughs> stuff. So whichever one then went to face off the next, like, wow. three or four apples and did it and made it to the top. I forget who won, <laughs> but I did make t-shirts that say <laughs> Apple Cup Guild and our names on the back. So it, was it all done in one day or was it like a March Madness? No, this went over, this was, this went over the period of a month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it was really, yeah, it was fun. And then when we went over to England last year, he made Apple Cup Guild. So we made, an, we did another. Whoa. And you had all the different, you, you did a different... Uh, UK, yeah, UK, the UK varieties, yeah. <laughs> which there was less of, but still we had a fun little uh, face-off. Anyhow, that was very, so that was a little bit off-roading on your <laughs> no, podcast. No, that's exciting. But Apples being on exciting. tour, I just want to stay, I like to stay consistent, so that's why I just go for Gala. That was the end oh, of my okay. thing. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do too. I try and get the same four foods basically to have in the car. Yeah. And then I make tubes which I've talked about extensively. You make what? <laughs> Remind me about these tubes. Tubes are, it's something you can make while you're in the van and you can make it on your lap. It's like a tortilla shell and then like hummus, cheese, and I always get a cheese string so you don't have to like slice it. Uh-huh, yeah. And they stay preserved longer. And then I use tofurkey deli slices because <laughs> uh, you don't have to refrigerate them. <laughs> Because they're not meat. Really? Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, they last for a day or two and then some sort of fresh greens and then you just roll it I up think in a unrefrigerated tube. meat lasts for a day or two as well. No, it does not. <laughs> I have had people in our band try and bring actual deli meat into the car and then they forget about it and it is always moldy and disgusting. By day two? Yeah. Hmm. It's gross. Our cooler doesn't have ice in it though either. <laughs> because that's too much work. Sure. Do you not have those big ice packs, like those blue packs that you freeze and no, stuff like that? No, too much work. <laughs> too much work. Those, yeah. are, those you, are key. You can, and you can put them on your ailments. Do you guys not have a refrigerator in <laughs> your van? Your like a full on? All right. Uh, <laughs> we have a Honda Odyssey that we tour in. We don't have a fancy tour bus. But Does it have a third row seat you can take out? Yes. Oh, yeah. We put it. We lay it down, and that's where we put all our gear. And you put all gear, like soccer balls, orange slices. Yeah, no, like our gear, like our like really cool outfit. But I don't get it. Where do you where do you make your toast? And where do you shower? Where do you where do you, where do you watch your TV? Pong? Like where do you put the third TV? I don't get it. Uh, it's it's really tough. How yeah. long is your bus? <clears throat> I don't know. We have like three. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, we did have a bus this time that has a shower in it, which was a bit of a drag because I'd rather have a closet for clothes. <laughs> right. like, nobody wants to use the shower, so now it is a junk room. Oh, okay. And so we emptied the thing. But one time we did have a tour bus years ago, like when we first started out, and there was a shower in it. And I remember Patrick put his luggage in it, and there was a slow drip oh, that no. happened overnight. And he woke up, and he couldn't even lift his <gasps> luggage. It was basically like all his clothes were... So when we saw the shower this time, we're like, no, we don't want to use that. You just got PTSD of <laughs> yeah, shower exactly. memories. It was totally... Patrick yes, traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, that's exactly, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be afraid to put anything in there, especially 
I would just be afraid to have water in a van or in a bus that had instruments because of course, yeah. that is a disaster. That's right. That Any would be sort of moisture. Yeah, that would be very upsetting. We one time had a flood, I guess, some sort of leak in the back of our van. We, we were driving through, I think it was Nova Scotia, and there was like this flash rainstorm, and I guess the ceiling of the not ceiling as in, but like the lint the ceiling oh, ceil- yeah, yeah yeah in the back seat of the van wasn't uh, like new and so just the back of our van flooded but we didn't realize for like a day oh no and we opened the back seat up and it just poured out water so we had to get a mop and mop out the back it was great great tour that sounds like a nice thing to do on a on a tour day yeah, yeah. so now there's rust spots on like the carpet of our van it's fine yeah it's fine yeah, we're doing well. <laughs> we're doing great. So how long have you been on tour for? Has it been like a week or two so far? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're just in, in the I, Yeah, I don't know what day it is or anything <laughs> no. like that. So I think it's, uh, yeah, two weeks. We've been on tour for two weeks. Yes, yeah, so we just sort of began, basically. Okay. We're and heading westward, yeah. How much more do you have to go? Uh, about one more week for this thing, and then we fly home from San Francisco. Oh, nice. And then home for a few days, and then we do our Ontario run. And that's sort of in May, I think. And then, then I don't know where we go from there. I think that's sort of it. And then we do summer shows. And then we pick up the One Chord to Another Tour. The, the tour that we're on is sort of promoting this reissue of One Chord mm-hmm. to Another, our third album. So we're going to continue the rest of that in the fall with the East Coast of Canada, then the Midwest and East Coast of the United States. Yeah, so it's everywhere. <laughs> so kind of, yeah, everywhere. And then we fly. Then we do California in September, I think. Oh, nice. Like we go out there and do San Jose and LA and all that sort of stuff on a separate. So it's a bit piecemealed the way we're putting it together yeah. this time. Yeah. But it's just the way it panned out. It's the way the cookie crumbles. So yeah, two weeks <laughs> in and I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's how tour goes. Yeah. And then you sort of get like a weird energy like you fall into the the routine and you're like i guess this is my life now <laughs> and you sort of forget about real life i That's, wouldn't know i'm just a humble nutritionist <laughs> <laughs> yeah what should i eat on tour day oh yeah. boy uh, oh, this would be good to yeah i would like to know what i should be eating on oh tour. boy okay <laughs> i feel like i do my best are do you she's a vegetarian okay. are, are you in anything no, I'm in no- I'm in nothing. <laughs> no, but I I do actively I like vegetarian food and I don't like to eat meat every day, but I like to sort of space out my, you know, uh pancakes. Intakes. The answer is pancakes. <laughs> pancakes. Yeah. Oh my god, I'll be huge. What well, are you talking no, it's about? Fine. Yeah. Like, you could you could use it. No, I can't deal with it. That's the worst part about tour is cuz you're just sitting for so long. There's no way to really exercise. I guess you probably have a gym on your <laughs> <laughs> There is a gym on the bus. It's an attachment. And it's, it's inflatable. Have you been to Gold's gym before? Do you know what those are? <laughs> no. Uh, no, but I find I just No, I don't know. I find on tour I feel better. I lose weight. Really? And I just feel right. like, yeah. And You're but everybody all those kicks. <laughs> all yeah. Those yeah. No, it's none of that. If you come tonight, you won't be seeing any kicks. Sadly, it's the split. Too old. Yes. Yeah, I've moved up. You got or special down, pants. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Stretchy panel and the stretch. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the stirrup underneath. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, I need that. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I haven't gone that far, that. but yeah, I'll put that on my rider. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, no, I find a lot of people on tour. I don't exercise on tour. I should. But other people do yoga or go running or we bring bikes on tour because we have like a trailer with our gear and you can just throw a bicycle in there. So, cool. so it's a it's and we're very spo- it's a spoiling way to tour. It makes sense for the way we tour to have you know a bus because we have a crew and and we don't take hotels every night. You know we sleep on the bus, mm-hmm. sleep overnight, and uh, you wake up in the next city. And um, but yeah, you're right. You do sit around a lot, so it's nice that we have the room to bring. Someone can go to the back lounge where there's two TVs. Whoa. Exactly. Put on their yoga video and do their yoga or uh, go for a bike ride or a nice run or something. And, you know, we get to stop in a lot of nice places like Interior BC, like uh, Nelson and stuff like that, which are gorgeous for just biking running around, around or biking yeah. or, or, or sitting on the bus like I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't. tried to exercise on one of our tours we did. It was a big tour. Yeah. And I would just run alongside the highway. It was that's not, no fun. No, it was, it's not exactly encouraging. To no, yeah, yeah. and then sometimes if you know we were waiting for food somewhere, I'd be like, "Well, I'm just going to run around the block until the food's ready." <laughs> and then uh, my bandmate started a Vine account that was just videos of me running in cities, <laughs> like not wearing any running gear, just the clothes, just running in your clothes. Yeah. yeah, and then I was like, "This is dumb." So now I just gain weight every tour 
It's not a bad way to live. I guess if you're into pumping up. Yeah. Plumping guys, up. Look, <laughs> just get so, my advice iron. is just start gaining weight. Yeah. Like I can't deal with it. Come on. I can't deal with in it. In summer? Oh, it's the worst. Oh, come on. Being a chubby lady in the summer is no fun. You don't have to deal with this problem either of you, but <laughs> let me tell you. Oh, because we don't wear skirts? Yeah. And our thighs don't rub together? It's the worst. I'm rubbing my thighs together <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, it's like you're riding an imaginary bicycle <laughs> in Nelson. A tiny one. Really? Yeah, that's, you, would, you would not make it up those hills. I'm doing that sort of what crickets do, yeah. uh, to rubbing their legs <laughs> together as a mating Is that your mating call for Nelson? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I know from the internet that yes. at some point in your young childhood, you worked at a record store. Oh, yeah. I saw a very uh, a very cute clip of you <laughs> talking about records. I was almost going to pull that up, but that's right. I forgot, I, I forgot that I posted that. Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. I saw it, and you it, you must have been like 10 or 12 or something. I was, yeah, I was probably like... I was going to joke and say, I was 17. <laughs> what was the second? I was very underdeveloped. Was it like a news program on the youngest record jockey? Yeah, basically. It was, well, there's a program called Switchback on oh. CBC in the 1980s. And I think there was a different Switchback for yeah, each territory. There's probably a West Coast one, an East Coast. There's probably an Ontario, maybe a Prairies one. I don't know. And we had, uh, yeah, the host was Stan the Man Johnson. Right. I think I ours was Stu Jeffries. Oh, right. Yeah, I, he I was. Might be right. No, Stu Jeffries, who went on to be on like Good video Rockin hits and Good Rockin' Tonight. That's right. And speaking of Good Rockin' Tonight, I was just hanging out with Terry David Mulligan, mm-hmm. uh, who was he on two Good Rockin' Tonight? Ever he was on one point? of those. Yeah, like an early. Anyhow. All I know uh, is The Wedge. <laughs> oh, The Wedge, yeah. With Terry David Mulligan was later on Much West. Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. Yes, of course. Yeah. But he did lots of stuff before. Anyhow, uh, so switch back with Stu Jeffries. You had him. We had Stan the Man Johnson. So when I was 12, I got hired at a used record store in Halifax, Nova Scotia called Old Dan's Records because I kept going there and hanging out. And I was in the store when the guy, the teenager who worked there got fired. And I was so awkward. I was standing there just like looking through records and the owner, well, the story was he was playing, so this this guy's name, I don't know if I his name is Stefan, and he was playing a Monty Python record. And the owner, George Zimmerman, said, like, can you please not play comedy in the store? I'd just rather play music. And Stefan looked at him and was like, you have no taste. Whoa. And he said, you know what? You're fired. <laughs> and I'm so stressed. I'm like looking through 45s or something. I'm just like, do I run out and leave? Like I knew both of them. And I didn't do anything. And Stefan left. And then George just looked at me. The owner said, do you want a job? Whoa. And I was like, yeah, sure. Wow. It's like out of a movie. It was uh, basically, uh, yeah, straight out of an after school special. Basically. <laughs> well, you were the one who like, became, hey, like, put on that? this Monty Python yeah, record. It's like, it's, I hear it's really funny. <laughs> You're fired too. Uh, yeah. So I did. Th- so that's when I started my job. I was like making three fifty an hour Whoa. plus 50 cents credit that I could use towards buying records. So that was a bonus. Oh, wow. How much uh, would a record be like? Used records at the store uh, were usually between three and four dollars okay. back then for that was the top of the line i remember when it went up to 450 i was like "Ooh, it's getting a bit more expensive now." <laughs> and uh but i mean really rare items would be more like you know 15 or 20 dollars i remember like you know original beatles records would be 20 dollars and be like oh my gosh i gotta save up and get that you know but that was my first real job and i just sort of fell into it myself and i worked there for four years basically well, yeah but you were definitely. you were like that was your passion you were into it i was into it yeah so this would have been the summer after this is gonna date how old i am this is the summer after john lennon died john lennon was shot like in december 1980 there was beatles music everywhere i was like oh my god i didn't know much about the beatles mm-hmm. but i would hear it everywhere so i'd be really i was like just started really getting into it and then eventually 60s bands like the rolling stones and stuff and so that's what led me to old Anne's records i just kept going back and uh so it became a real edu- music education for me but also a lovely place to work and just hang out, you know? Oh, and so so the story about Switchback, they had heard about, there's a kid who works as uh-huh. like an, an underage, you know, a person who's basically basically being paid under the table probably, who works at a used record store. Let's go do a story on Because they would often do stories about kids and blah, blah, blah. And so that's, they came in and interviewed me and that little clip is just, just a small portion of that uh, <laughs> lengthy in-depth interview i think i remember you were talking about you're like oh this new david bowie album is really good totally (laughs) like i'm totally pretentious or whatever and then i went on i went back on another one i went back on switchback again two years later (laughs) and then also did like a summer magazine cbc program and uh radio like uh information morning i did i I did a lot of press when i was a kid it sounds like a dream job when you're like an early teen 
Yeah. And then... You mean working at the record store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, when I was a teenager, I thought that was the coolest. And, like, working at a guitar shop. like Oh, yeah, yeah. And then as you get older, it it doesn't seem so great. Really? Working in a record store is still pretty cool. But maybe not, like, the guys at Long and McQuaid. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just because I was a kid. It felt fun, and it was a cool job. Like, your friends could come over, yeah. and the girls from the convent around the corner would come and hang out. Whoa. You know, the nuns? <laughs> no, not the nuns. Like the Catholic school girls. Anyhow, so um, it was just a fun place to hang out, and your friends could come over, and, you know, you would... I just worked after school on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. But I think... I know what you mean. Like, as you grow up, and maybe... I think there's a lot of people who stay in one job for particularly a long period of time, and they become bitter about it. Yeah. And I think that's sad, or whatever. And I think, yeah, I, I don't know. If, if I was still working at a record store, I'd probably... Be, a little bit more right like what did i do but it seems like yeah. if you never <laughs> became a musician <laughs> yeah i don't know what i would have done i mean i went to school and i went to have a, a ba ak high school diploma <laughs> um or uh i mean i probably would have gone and, and done something more I, I worked in other record stores when i was uh in university as well but just different stores because old dance closed in 1985 was yeah. it always the greatest i was pretty into it yeah it was fun like it was i mean it was a good sort of job to have while you're going to school you know mm. what i mean I liked the atmosphere. I loved music. I didn't like... There's some people who... Different people who I worked at with record stores, at, at record stores over the year, who were sort of a little bit snobbish about music. And that kind of turned me off a little bit. Like, I I think some people would call me a music snob. I I like a lot of different types of music. But I think if like... Yeah, I like Nick Drake. It's like, okay, you're a music snob mm-hmm. or something like that. But I would... There's some people who would... There was a notorious guy in Halifax who worked at a different store, owned a store, and he was Bob Switzer, owned a place called Taz Records. And literally, you would be buying something at his store, putting money in his pocket, and he'd be saying, are you seriously buying that? <laughs> like, he was that kind of guy. Doesn't that know? place still exist? Uh, Taz does, yeah. It's under different ownership okay. because Bob passed away years ago. But uh, yeah, it still exists. I yeah, went exactly. there pretty recently when I was in Halifax for Halifax Pop Explosion. And oh, yeah, okay. All, all they had was like a $50 soundtrack to horror movies reissues oh, really? and everything. The prices are really high there. I yeah. Think a little, or, well, you know, I, I haven't been there in a long time, but there are some high price stuff there, I guess. Well, so, just yeah. the things that are getting put out now are <laughs> really weird. Like, Oh, that'd be like new stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, new vinyl is really expensive, like, I find. Yeah, n- yeah. The soundtrack to Breaking Bad. Everyone wants it. <laughs> Gotta get a picture disc on record store wow. right. day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just twangy guitars, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instrumental a bit, like little thirty second, so like bits of dialogue, perhaps, yeah, maybe. I when I DJ, I, I yeah, use that. <laughs> yeah, like I do a lot of mashups. <laughs> Can I tell you about a good idea that I thought for a DJ night? What? <laughs> I don't know. If I say this, maybe someone will do it. But like playing comedy records as a DJ night, <laughs> but you're just like it's like a gag, like a joke, and then you and then you mix into the next joke by like you have a Richard oh. Pryor, you have a Richard Pryor record going. It's funny, and then you go into an Eddie Murphy record, and oh. then you go into like Bob Newhart or something like that. <laughs> so like the really old, like slow paced. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just play. It. So you could just do that, or you could actually have a beat going, uh-huh. so people could be dancing. Whoa. But it's just comedy. It's just jokes over a beat. But you're it's like different. I, think I don't it's know. Gonna take Would off. you guys go? I don't go out a lot. Okay, well then, <laughs> Jessica, would you come along? I would go to maybe like the first night to be like, I support you. <laughs> okay, so this is a bad idea. Is well, what you're no, I don't go out a Should lot Should I go back either. to working in a record store? Yeah. I have friends who would have you DJ do- nights and I don't go to them. I yeah. feel so bad. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah well, would you like DJ it? I understand that. Yeah, would it be you? <laughs> <laughs> is this going to change your mind? To no, make, I just like, mean I'm definitely like, not you have this idea of like, someone should do this, but not me. Oh, no, I would do, I think I would like to do it. Only just to take, and then maybe just to prove us wrong. To prove, yeah, no, just to prove, well, potentially prove that I'm wrong. It's a dumb idea, <laughs> but uh, no, I would maybe do it. I used to DJ a little bit in Toronto, but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. The pressure of like, hey, you gonna come? It's like I'd never want to ask for anything because yeah. it's hard. Anyhow, it's, sorry, you put us on the spot for this hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, night. guys, could I count on you? <laughs> so, like, do we have to go to Toronto? Yeah, is that cool? <laughs> Does I Porter guess. go to Vancouver now? I don't know. I think it's a good idea. As a art piece, like Thank an you, experimental Jessica. evening. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe yeah, I'll do, do it, it in a gallery. Happens. And then <laughs> it's oh, in the right. context of People won't feel pressure to dance. Yeah, but they'll just stand there with their hands behind their back. And right, like, and like... What, like what does this make you feel? Heads tilted. Yeah. Looking the art at their watch. A lot of looking at their iPhones. Uh, iWatches. Yeah. yeah. Do you have an iWatch? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like hiding my... <laughs> You're hiding your iWatch. <laughs> no, I... No, I... 
am not a fancy person. <laughs> yeah. I, when I see an uh, Apple Watch, I don't think that person's a fancy person. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what do you think? They seem expensive, though. They are expensive, That's but right, I don't yeah. think it's out of fanciness. I think it's out of just sort of like, look at me. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I know someone enough. who had one, and she was like, it's great because now I'm not rude in the middle of a conversation checking my phone all the time. I'm like, you're just checking your watch, <laughs> which is like Constantly. classically which is, rude. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> yeah. old... Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah exactly. and she's like, oh, I'm just getting texts. And I was like, well, you don't have to stay at our show. <laughs> I just use mine to measure my golf swing. Yeah? Oh, <laughs> wow. I'm yeah all that's right. That's right. Can you do that? I wonder. <laughs> I know. It'll that measure like that your... It would have to. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, not have to, but that would be a major bonus. Yeah, like your heartbeat. <laughs> people like me. In your... I thought you were going to say that would be a major boner. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's oh, right. man. I got such a golf boner. Exactly. <laughs> got a tech boner for yeah. Apple Watches. Are they called iWatches? Or... I called Apple Watches. Okay. But the fact that... <laughs> I don't even that you don't Why know. would they not call it an iWatch? Yeah, I know. Exactly. It makes no sense. It's, I think it's like the least successful product they've really? put out in 15 years. What about Google Glass? That's a different company. I know, but is that still happening? And I, why is it called Glass and not Glasses? Is it just a single singular? Oh, right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, wouldn't you call that a monocle? I don't know. <laughs> Google monocle? <laughs> I would Go- buy a Google, Google monocle. Oh, no, sure. <laughs> With a Google top hat. Yeah. <laughs> Google spats. And a Google little Google wax watch mustache. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's great. Okay. Do you have any specific horrible things that happened to you in any of the various jobs that you worked before you became a... Rockstar. Rockstar. Thank you for saying that because I didn't want to say it myself. No, I'm just <laughs> it is on your business card. Is it? Oh, I forgot. No. I would have brought some. Uh, have either of you ever had a business card? Yes. Uh, I had one for CBC Radio 3 when oh, Chris cool. and I hosted oh, for right, 2006 right, right. for that whole year. Yeah, they gave me one. Yeah. I, did you ever use it? Oh, no. I have a box of like yeah, mint, yeah, yeah. mint ones at home. I feel like the only time I would ever use a business card is to put it in for a draw to win a free lunch. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a nice nice bakery right around the corner for me, and they do that. It's like, oh, you can get like $10 off your next, I don't know, scone. Or something oh, like that. And I buy a lot of scones, so that's yeah. a good thing. Uh, I've um, never had a business card. You could just throw a bunch in there. Like there's, They don't police it. You would win the draw every month. So oh, I could just take my... Box of Radio Three ones. I'm just like wedge it into the bowl yeah. and change the phone number because you don't work there anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, right, right, exactly. Just yeah. put your email address on yeah. it, like scratch it out. I guess that sort of counts as a job that I had because that lasted a full year. That yeah. was Chris and I doing that, so I hadn't thought of that. Um, no real horror stories about that. Like I had a nice time doing that when I worked at the record store in Halifax, Old Dance. I don't think I really had any horror stories about that. It was pleasant and everything, but the store closed in 1985. 1986, I graduated high school. I didn't really get another job. I felt like, I felt like I've done four years of work. I'm going to take a year off. <laughs> like, I've earned money. You know what I mean? I was like, no, I'm going to take some You time started off. early, though. I'd say that was warranted. Age 12? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty I young. guess so. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. Like, it was after school and Saturdays, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, this is before Sunday shopping. There was no Sunday shopping oh. in Nova Scotia. Oh, wow. Up. Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There wasn't any of that. Um, hmm. Anyhow, so uh, 1986, I kind of was my sabbatical from working uh-huh. and then 1987 or 88 i forget it was like i didn't have a job my mom was like you should probably get a job you know what i mean like <laughs> you're in first mom. year university like you should probably just have some i was like oh i don't really want to anyhow my my dad and his wife she kind of did work for the government so she found a job for me working for waterfront development in halifax which was basically manual labor Whoa. on the waterfront in halifax and I know that you can't really see me <laughs> on this podcast, but I'm not built to work on the waterfront. You know <laughs> no. what I mean? But you seem like you have a lot of core strength. Core strength? Yeah. I don't know about that. No, it's horrible. You're, anyway, you're a musician. <laughs> I'm a musician. And so I was, I was thrown into work for 450, minimum wage was 450 an hour what? doing manual labor. And you didn't even get credit. <laughs> no. Credit? What you mean, like fifty cents an hour store credit? <laughs> I know. I didn't even get to credit work, to like I don't know shop at AMW on the waterfront. <laughs> Anyhow, I asked to be fired on the second day. They wouldn't fire me. Oh, no. I hated it so much. Like it was, I was working with. <laughs> That's like the most Canadian <laughs> sentence. Like, oh, in a blaze of glory, I politely asked them to fire me. Well, I couldn't quit because it was get, this job came through, through my dad's oh. my dad's wife. So if I quit, she'd be like, "Well, I just went through all this trouble." Anyhow, but there I are remember, ways to get fired. <laughs> I guess I could, but I'm such a, like a goody goody. Yeah. There's nothing I could do other than like. 
one of the main, one of my first tasks would have been, I, I know that once again, people on the podcast can't see this, but where that computer is. So say about 10 feet from where I am, there was a giant pile of gravel that would reach the ceiling, I would <laughs> say. So let's say, let's say nine feet high of gravel. And they wanted me to, with a shovel, move it from there to say that corner. <laughs> Uh, so let's say, let's take a nine foot pile of gravel and move it, let's say 12 feet. That was one of my jobs. And I was like, are you serious? Like that's this is like what happened. They're like, yeah, that's something from a fable. <laughs> I know. It sounds like, so, like from I was in Russia. It's I was like in purgatory and I had to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, yeah. Like the, I was in a gulag yeah. and, uh, I totally, so I did that. And also just like the people who I worked with were, I, I would, I'll feel badly if they listen to this podcast, but I don't I think they will. doubt it. <laughs> there was one guy, a younger guy who was super nerdy, super nice. He was going to like the Technical University of Nova Scotia. I think oh, he was learning to be listen, an engineer. Yeah. yeah. And he Definitely was really, listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. He's a nerd. <laughs> yeah. He's not, I don't mean this. <laughs> yeah. Only nerds listen. Anyhow, so he was very nice, very kind. Then there was a guy above him who was sort of kind of a rough guy, but heart of gold. Then the boss was like a 39-year-old grandfather. Whoa. And how's he, that possible? He, oh, it's possible. And there was a young black gentleman who worked with me, and he was so racist towards that guy. And it was mind-bending. Like, I kind of grew up, I went to like a private school. I'm totally like a brat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really, but you know what I mean? Like, And I just never really experienced that kind of harsh life. Harsh life. <laughs> yeah. I was just really surprised by that kind of language and that attitude towards somebody and it was kind of blew me away and i was like i don't i can't believe i'm in this predicament i have to work here for four months with these people although i'm sure like obviously people have had it way worse but uh that was probably my worst job but also at the end of it it made me realize i want to try and get the best job that i can because i don't want to ever get stuck in something like that again you know what i mean yeah that's yeah that's good that you used it as a lesson for I, yourself. I, I learned a lesson while i was building an electrical fence or like a chain link <laughs> fence in a thunderstorm i was like i don't think i want to be doing this job anymore wow. yeah, that was sort of a low point how as well. is like how did that pass any sort of labor law i have no <laughs> idea the other guy said ah, i don't worry about it I'm like jesus i'm gonna die <laughs> yeah and you were how old by the time this rolled around i would have been yeah like Seven, eighteen, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was it, you were legal above the working age, age of majority. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but so that was it. that's like that, a, was, that was my bad. So that wasn't a great job. And going from like a job you loved at the record store, yeah, yeah, where I could just sort of do what I want and you know like play whatever. records all day. Yeah, like spoiled brat living my life the way I want at the age of whatever to be thrown into that. Yeah, it definitely made me realize. And then I remember. That fall, there was like a Sam the Record Man opening up on Barrington Street downtown, and I wanted to get a job there while I was in university. And so I remember going applying for that and being like, I really want to work here. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. So when I got that job, I was like, oh, like, what yeah, a relief. I don't <laughs> yeah. have to go back to the waterfront, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> that's uh, what the movie On the Waterfront is about. It's, it's about true, your life. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some people there. There was a guy killed. I saw it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd keep my mouth shut. <laughs> You could have been a contender. This is the first time, talk, <laughs> first time I ever. Yeah, exactly. You're were you got the fight? Yeah, exactly. Carl Malden was my buddy. <laughs> were you ever? Did you ever have a job? Either of you that you like were afraid to show your face around? Like you wouldn't even go. You would like walk around two or three blocks out of your way so you didn't get spotted by anyone you used to work with. Uh, yeah, my last job. <laughs> oh, right. I never go to that neighborhood anymore. But like, you're not afraid to go back to the waterfront. <laughs> oh no, I'll happily go back there and look for those guys. Show and say, your face look, and say. You- Look, I made it. No, I would never do that. I would never be like that. I would like to run into those people again and see how they're doing. Well, they all listen to this podcast. I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't you. know. So, no, I've gone down the. I've gone down, the, and I've actually looked. Like I would see like people working. I'm like, oh, I wonder if those are people yeah, yeah, I worked yeah. with, and I never really run into them. You know. So, hmm. anyhow, I recognize a lot of people I used to work with at uh, the film studio. Like I used to work at a casting office. And it'll be weird because they'll just show up everywhere in TV shows. I'm like, oh, I used to work with that guy. That guy was a creep who hit on me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now he's in this bit role in this bad Canadian TV. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So all, it was, I'm just going to go through a list of actors. Right no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're like not any sort of uh, C-list, Canadian list. Is that a thing? Can-con I think it is. List? Someone gave me a t-shirt with D celeb on it one time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, do they D. mean it? D. <laughs> <laughs> they meant it. Uh, whatever. I wouldn't want to be an A-list person. They oh, seem you're an A-list person to me. Oh, yeah. oh thanks, Dave slash Alicia. <laughs> uh, that was Alicia. Oh, yeah. Talks. Should I have yeah. been addressing you as Alicia this whole time? <laughs> well, 
it would be. <laughs> I'm doing a little sh- shoulder shimmy. Yeah, she does cute stuff. Really? Like I don't think. Really? I feel like I'm really missing. I mean, I'm happy. You to are. See you, Dave, you are absolutely. I'm really feeling. Like I'm missing out on this Alicia show. She does. She does some cute stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, Dave, I know you didn't work any sort of retail ever. No. You were. Didn't you work as a referee? When well, you were that a kid? was my first. Oh, well, that I've had. That was like my only teenage job. Okay. Because that was a dream. That's a cool job. To like... To be no, a, the to, asshole who's like, you broke the rules. No, to like... <laughs> you watch TV shows and there's all these kids that have part-time jobs. And mm-hmm. I didn't know anyone who did. And it was like, I would apply for things and people would just be like, no. We, You're a child. <laughs> yeah, it's summertime. We hired university students who got out of school two months ago. Yeah. Yeah, my first job was a, a hockey referee. And that was... Uh, you had to be 13. And you I just, lied about your age. I uh, no, I didn't. But <laughs> I had to, I took the course when I was twelve, and I was just waiting for that, <laughs> waiting to make those seven bucks an hour. I think wow. it was seven bucks a game. Really? Yeah. That's not even enough to get your skates sharpened. Yeah, but it was. What 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 was I doing with my time? That's true. <laughs> well, what do children do with money anyway? Exactly. I literally used to throw it in the garbage. <laughs> you threw money in the garbage? When I would clean my room and there was change on the ground, I was too lazy to put it all in one spot, so I'd put it in the garbage. That's madness. It was just pennies, though. Okay. And this Most was in the 90s, so they really didn't matter. Right. Pennies my, to me growing up meant something. The <laughs> Well, now they mean back nothing. In, back there in the Depression, <laughs> I kept all my pennies. <laughs> I was talking to my parents about, you know how, like, Old people have depression era stories. My parents aren't depression era, but like they'll talk about eating, um, you know, ketchup sandwiches because just something to flavor the bread. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad was talking about, I asked him if he had anything like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, growing up, we used to eat uh, corn syrup sandwiches oh. on white bread and I would dip them in milk. That sounds delicious that sounds like something you know you would pay twelve dollars for in brooklyn right yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and did you want a side of milk (laughs) Ooh, is it eight dollars sure yeah Yeah, i had a sandwich in portland at this bar that my friends who are very wealthy took me to and the drinks were 25 dollars. wow and i was starving were they in fish bowls (sighs) no they were really small (laughs) i got I, i think i got the cheapest drink there and it was 12 dollars, and it was like it was a tiny little cocktail glass. Uh, but the sandwich that I got, I'd got the cheapest thing on the menu, and it was an onion and butter sandwich. And it was just on white that bread. Is a, that is depression. <laughs> onion and butter. It was so, but they were selling it as like something really fancy. And the butter was so thick, it was like a layer almost as thick as the bread. That I kind of like that good. part. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that part was good. But then the onion, it was just raw onion, oh. but it was cut like transparently but then there was so much salt in it it was like rock salt that hadn't oh, been ground yeah, up that's good I, in the in the butter ooh, oh, yeah i like that i like a little bit of salt sometimes on buttered toast it's I, mental. That's good, i'm gonna but die not with raw onion in my like uh, uh central my <laughs> wife's aunt lives in sweden and they have this butter that you just buy at the grocery store regular butter but you can see the salt in it Ooh. <laughs> there's another really nice thing that i get from my girlfriend's mother she'll bring freeze butter bring it back to canada from, from wales oh. welsh butter it's like a little bit saltier and it's, it's i free. find that the sandwiches in the uk are just far superior and you can get them out of like a vending machine yeah and they're amazing they're like atlantic smoked salmon and it's like this is so buttery and delicious <laughs> Just yeah, I would. I went out of my mind just buying vending machine sandwiches and then eating them in parks. It's great. Um. Anyway, so my retail nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I don't have one, but I, I do. You you mentioned I was a referee, and my first game that I refereed, I made like the. It's like a literal nightmare. It's like a panic dream. The one thing you need when you're a referee is your whistle, and I totally just didn't Aww. have a whistle. <laughs> but it was when you're that young, they only let you referee for like five-year-olds so there's nothing to blow a whistle about. right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so it was it was fine and there was so this, it was babysitting yeah it was yeah. basically <laughs> babysitting in a striped shirt yeah right. <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the worst thing that could happen was like everyone's skates place everyone's jugular yeah i guess oh, that's yeah. the blood on the ice oh, right. but yeah. i forgot my whistle <laughs> <laughs> but my uh a Widow terrible Toby. story about another job i had was i used to work editing Canadian reality shows like 
C-list Canadian reality D-list. shows? Yeah. Like, was I on this? <laughs> no, no, no. The D-list one? Yeah. It was, uh, it was Switchback, Where Are They Now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I'd love to be on that. Um, but uh, I was, yeah. So if it's a Canadian reality show you've heard of, I haven't worked on it. But if it's like something the government clearly paid for <laughs> about small businesses or search and rescue or something, I've worked on those. And I was right out of broadcasting school and it was my first job. And they just hired a bunch of my classmates. And you sort of realize that, like, it's a lot of this is the kind of thing a lot of people have as their first job because they don't want to do it for very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the boss had a very p- particular sort of tastes of how we wanted things to be. And uh, he had, you know, 30 years of skills and we had three months <laughs> of skills. And so we were making these shows and nobody was really enjoying it. And then the boss always. The office was a a house that had a driveway, and the boss always kept his boat in the driveway. What? His wow, big just to intimidate everyone. Power boat, and uh, it was also next to like a can recycling place. So there were homeless people walking past all the time. And then one one day we showed up to work, and someone had taken a dump on the boat. <laughs> oh my god! And there were like fifty. So were they like editors cleaning it up? <laughs> No, we wouldn't do it. Wow. There were like 50 suspects because <laughs> it was all these unhappy people, <laughs> unhappy you with think their jobs. You it was jobs. a co-worker? I knew the co-workers. It wasn't any of that. <laughs> but it was like, no one was cleaning it up except the boss. Well, it's his boat. Why would... You- but someone had to like climb up onto it. That's that's kind of great. Right. And he, I think he had sort of made It wasn't some- an accident is what you're <laughs> no. saying. He had made some enemies in the neighborhood. Yeah, because he had a fucking boat. <laughs> like, he seems like a super villain. This guy. No, he's a, he's a he's a medium villain. Okay. No, he's fine. He's just a boss with a yeah, boat. He, he's just a he's just a entrepreneur. <laughs> That's like a shit magnet. I feel like if you. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> if you ever have anything nice, it's In just a, gonna get pooped on. Oh yeah, usually like, by birds though. Uh, yeah, I've heard of like people who leave who have like expensive cars that are convertibles leaving them just in like working class neighborhoods and returning and they're just full of spit really that makes sense that's kind of what i do when i see them (laughs) that's why i have a yaris so (laughs) i keep it humble i'm an impresa guy myself a presica impresa i was like that sounds like jessica impresica impresica oh my god (gasps) that's not a real car that's a good baby name impresica yeah yeah Okay, so my retail nightmare is music-related because I used to work in a store where quite often, not even seasonally, like maybe every other month, people would come in playing a guitar, singing, and they'd want (laughs) me to donate money to them, and they would just play this guitar, like acoustic guitar. And what store were you working in? This is at the video store. Video store, okay. And they would just walk up and down. Like I even was at a restaurant one time on that same street. And they came into the restaurant and just started playing, walking through. And everyone had to just be like, you got to get out of here. This is not a way to raise money for your church. Like, this this is so rude. And it was always... There <laughs> Raising was always, money for the church they invent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The church of obnoxious acoustic guitars. But it was... it would There would always be other music playing. Always. Right. And they'd just be playing this clashing sort of generic, <laughs> like major sounding yeah. like and they'd all be singing and they they'd sort of come up to me with this information i'd be like i no like sorry do a like a little can by the checkout of a grocery store then like, yeah but then right like, then you might actually get some yeah might generate some yeah but cash. and also just in general all the people who would come in and try and get a donation from me while i was at work and i was like i'm trapped here also i don't bring my own money to work so you're asking me <laughs> to take money from the business i don't bring any of my own money well, why would i I'm not I don't like, know, to pick up a snack on the way home? But seriously, you never bring anything that can get stolen from a job when you work in retail. So do they do the same thing? Like in Toronto, I know there'll be people will bring, Is it maybe it's universal, but the, it's like a little learning sign language. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that common everywhere? Yeah. Okay, that's common. And I, that's I've like, that, that seems like a pretty easy scam. Yeah. To do. All you have to do is not, is not talk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But does it, who gives them money? Like I've never seen anyone give when them money. When I was a kid and I didn't know any better... I just took it. I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't know. 
I didn't even right. read the back where it said, uh, uh, like, please If donate. you'd like this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, like, thanks, bye. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. You add it to your business card collection. But, like, that just reminds me that the worst job, like, the worst job I would ever be suited for would be something that involved approaching strangers. Yeah. Or, like, knocking on doors. Oh, Canvassing. Like, I just yeah. have, like... Anything selling with encyclopedias. A, with yeah. a, a right. clipboard. Oh, boy. <laughs> and a vest. Like, it's 2016, oh, yeah. and people still do it. Yeah. Like, I still get you knocked on our front door. You see people talking to them, so it might work. Oh, just the people on the street with yeah, the Yeah, or canvassers, too. I don't know. A lot of people are lonely, and they just want someone to talk to, I think. I am not one of those people. <laughs> but... Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I don't. When I was at uh, South by Southwest a couple of years ago, there was a ton of people, and they'd stand, they'd stand at like every corner on an intersection, so there was no way you could miss them. And they had all these lines, and one of them was, "Do you want to make a child's future as bright as your shoes?" Oh, that's Cause good. There was a lot of people wearing like neon sneakers, wow. and I actually got a pair of free shoes at South by Southwest that were like neon yellow that was the best part of going there. Yeah. <laughs> i got free shoes you drove all that way for free shoes yeah but so i Am got I that right, line. ladies <laughs> yeah ladies like shoes <laughs> uh no actually that was a, a terrible experience because our publicist booked us at this gifting suite and we went there and they they were like oh yeah just pick out what size and what color you want and then i went up and they were like are you with the band and i was like i'm in the band oh, oh man Fuck you. just because i'm a lady <laughs> there are ladies in bands South by Southwest shoe people. There's a lot of ladies in bed. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, so I got that line. Do you want to make a child's future as bright as your shoes? A lot. Have you worked it into a new <laughs> song or album? No, maybe Energy Slime. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, being harassed while you are trying to make a career or like trying to make your living mm-hmm. to be like, uh, give me that money. <laughs> That you're making. People out there chasing that paper. Yeah. I feel like I have a similar story that sort of relates to what you're saying, and it would have to do with Thunder Bay the other night. Oh. And uh, Jay Coyle, who's the guy who's our, he travels with us selling our merch. He's our merch guy. Mm-hmm. And so there was two kids, like teenagers or whatever, or maybe like 19 or 20 or something like that. Youth. Came to our show. Youth, yes. <laughs> Unruly youth came to our show. And they brought their electric guitars to get signed by us. Just sort <laughs> of like, you, you know, to regular. play along. Yeah, like, hey, can we jam with you guys? Like, well, I don't know. Um, do you know how to play this convoluted song that I barely know how to play? Um, so they brought them. I think they wanted to get them signed. I remember signing them afterwards. But they would just sort of hang around at the merch table. I don't think they knew each other. They were there independently. But they were also just like playing, like just ripping leads on these uh, electric guitars that were not plugged in. They're just right. sort of standing there. And Jay Coyle was there. I think one of the kids came up and was like asking like, hey, what's this record? He's like, oh, that one's blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. He has a guitar around his neck and he just starts like, just like going nuts. Like, da, da, da. And Jay's like, I'm trying to make a sale here. What are you doing here? Like trying to get rid of this guy who's just like – just shred this kid. Yeah. And then the other kid saw the other one. He's like, hey, you brought your guitar too. And then they're both like <laughs> showing each other, like just going bananas on the guitar. Hey, do you know about but no one can D? hear it at all. And I don't think they can. Anyhow, that's, it's the most unusual thing I've seen. really weird. It was weird. It was sort of endearing. I should bring my piano to your show tonight. You bring this tonight. <laughs> just like, like push it in. Like, <laughs> I have four guys moving. <laughs> I remember going to concerts when I was a teenager and my mom would be like, are you going to bring your guitar? You really? You going to play with them? I'm like, no, mother. Well, there's some leftover cake. Do you want to give that to oh, the band? Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> no, tell it's... your mom to tell you to come to our show and bring that stuff. <laughs> yeah, do you have cake? Bring it to me. I've yeah, seen bring people. I, I think I've seen been at the Sloan shows where like someone in the audience has a trumpet and wants to play really? everything you've done wrong. That's oh, really? Funny. We would like that to know. We've actually hired different, uh, we've contacted yeah. people in cities. Dave, can you play trumpet? I cannot. Jessica, can you play trumpet? No, we were going through a list of people because Greg Oh, did Greg, Greg reach out? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, Jay's ex-girlfriend plays trumpet, but I don't think she's like... She's too shy. <laughs> well, we had uh, we've hired some like got in touch with people that we didn't know, and they've come up and played trumpet with us so far on the tour. But when we don't have that, Greg sort of plays it on the right. Like he has a trumpet sample, midi, so, midi, midi trumpet. Yeah, midi trumpet. Yeah. Sounds all right. It's not too bad. Sounds just like a little the bit slap and a little bit of echo. <laughs> Princess Bride soundtrack. <laughs> it's all, the, just, it's all just like keyboard horns. Oh I feel right, like. yeah, yeah. I know that movie too well. Uh, do you want to do Alicia Dave's self-help corner? Sure. <laughs> oh, wow. So, <clears throat> insert theme song here. Alicia's self-help corner. Send in your questions. Don't take this advice. Alicia's self-help corner. 
so there's a few questions. Are we ready to go? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I uh, sent out a tweet, and I uh, accidentally, uh, semi-accidentally. I thought you were joking about that. Instead of writing self help corner, I wrote shelf help corner. <laughs> so people have so been, people looking for like how, where should I hang my shelf? Well, well we got these brackets. questions. <laughs> so the first question is from Rita Spider Mama at Snow Hellation. <laughs> Spider Mama <laughs> sounds scary. And she writes, "What kind of shelf should I get to display my anime figures? Oh, my house is running out of room. Please help me, Dave. I guess it's important for Rita." To get these anime figures off the floor. Yeah. She's got it. And I guess what you would want... <laughs> Do is, we know they're on the floor? Well, like I they mean... They might be in the sink. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, they're somewhere not on a shelf. Okay. What kind of shelf? Um, I, I'm thinking like a glass shelf. I'm thinking plexiglass, yeah. Yeah. Like Ooh, clear. So you can see yeah. all angles. You can I see like plexiglass. Sailor Moon's yeah. skirt. <laughs> yeah. I would say that either or just clean, pure white shelf. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I like the plexiglass one. I'd love a plexiglass, like you know, the plexiglass. I know, like if it, it, it feels very eighties, like mm-hmm. to have glass shelves, but also like anime sort of. Does. But also, you got to Windex them a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I like a, a mirrored shelf as well. Oh that's yeah, yeah, the, like, yeah. Sort of look like you do a lot of cocaine or something. Yeah, right. Which I do. Lord. Yeah, no, we can tell. So uh, the rest of these questions are all going to be about shelves to do cocaine <laughs> off of. Uh, the next question is from <laughs> at Constantly Josh, Joshua W. Uh, he writes, I'm six foot four and I receive a constant barrage of short people asking me to get things off the top shelf for them. Help. That's your duty. Yeah, you you help. Yeah. Josh, I'm not six foot four, so I don't know your pain exactly, but... Anytime I'm in a grocery store and there's like a, an old lady who can't reach, oh, it makes me feel so good yeah, to help her out. I'm that old lady. <laughs> yeah. For the listener, I am I, five feet tall and the world was not made for someone my height. I can't reach things ever. I will climb on shelves in grocery stores to get things down and then people will see me and say, stop and then climbing. <laughs> yeah. Man, wow. get off the shelf. <laughs> yeah. I would love to be asked that question. I'm five foot seven and a half. And I don't get and I don't get asked that often, no. but yeah. I would love to be asked. Although I did help an old lady of ninety two in a grocery store in uh, Nelson, British Columbia. Did she? Day. Did you ask her age, or did she bring it up? No, she brought it up. Okay. I was looking at magazines, uh-huh. and she was looking at cards, mm-hmm. and she was saying to me, "Like, can you see that one with the bear with the googly eyes, like that? <laughs> I have that at home, and I'm saving it for a friend, but I'm looking for another one." That is like it's this woman and it's cleavage and it's got a sort of sort of funny, but you know not all kind of people find this funny. But you open up the card and it's actually the back of a man with his pants sort of half down. That I'm looking for that day. card. Can you help me? And I'm like, oh my god, what? So I helped her um, and I couldn't find it. And she was like, you know, I know it's a little risque. Not all my friends would find it funny, but well, if I can't find it, I'm giving them the one with the bear with the googly eyes. That is. And that's the truth. Yeah. And then I learned that her father came from England, went to Pennsylvania, then brought up her like, family in the like, Depression yeah, and Nelson were, or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Anyhow, yeah. she was actually lovely. Ruth. Ruth, if you're listening, I, it was very nice meeting you. This, like, all of this checks out. Like, that is 92-year-old women named Ruth are the type who buy those cards. <laughs> yeah. And tell you their <laughs> life story. what she was telling me. Because I, I never – I always – there, I never see anyone in the card aisle of a grocery store or a, a drug store, and I'm like, who is buying these? It's my Ruth. mom and Rose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mom would always be like, "Did you did you read what was written in the card?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's just what came with the card." She's like, "Yeah, but it took me a long time to pick it up." I'm like, "Why are you reading all these cards?" <laughs> like, nobody reads. I special ordered when you order checks. Mm-hmm. You can pick like what a it quote? says on them. Yeah, and mine says, "Have you hugged your kids lately?" <laughs> and nobody has ever commented on them. Well, Next maybe... shelf help. Sorry, that question. was a bit of a, det- no, a detour. I, that's what the that's the I point like of this. Ruth. The next question yeah. is how close to the ceiling? Oh, this one is from uh, <laughs> Stefan Glazer at Genghis three one seven. Stefan, see the guy who got fired at Old Hands <laughs> back then. Oh, oh, yeah. What area oh, no. code three one seven? No, not him. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, how close to the ceiling is too close to be considered a useful shelf? And is it okay to leave children on shelves? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I guess so, like for a fun picture. Yeah. Like, don't leave them. No, never leave a kid unattended, especially on a high shelf. Yeah. If they're alive, <laughs> you don't leave them there. Sure. If they've passed on. <laughs> if they're in a, an you urn. Yeah, yeah. Sure, if, or they're taxidermy. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking like a little in a jar, like alien oh, fetus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I well, just uh, immediately go to there, though. At, like, from like a biology museum. No, right. from like X-Files. Oh, okay. Like alien-human hybrid fetus. Yeah, put that on your shelf. Um, but that one, that first question about how close how to the high? ceiling. I mean... How high is that one? That one's like a foot away from the ceiling, maybe? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah about that. Yeah, yeah. I think those shelves are a foot apart because I measured them with a record. And I think that's about... I, if you had a bunch... It depends on the shelf. If it's a really shallow shelf, you could put them up higher. Because figurines. It, yeah, you could put your figurines. <laughs> that's right. Your manga. Or like your old... Action figures. Your, mango. Uh, <laughs> your mangoes. If you yeah. know exactly what's going to go on it, like if it's a set of... Snapple bottles. <laughs> you know exactly how tall they are. Are you Vintage. a big? Hold, hold, wait. Are you a Snapple bottle collector too? Oh, yeah. Because I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, That's why too. I asked you both here yeah, today. Thanks. Finally, we're getting. I think if it's things you don't use frequently, but they're display, you can go high. Mm-hmm. But something you need on a regular basis, mm-hmm. I think that's impractical. Although it could be a nice, massive, like high ceiling. Rows and rows of records or books, right. oh, and you yeah. have a ladder that goes. Oh, along. that's so. Classy. Now you're talking. Oh, you can man. go go to the go to the attic. That's basically. for your mansion. Though. And then yeah, or like uh, uh, anything you want to keep, wait. keep away from your, your oh, yeah. live children. Do you, have that? Do, you have, do you find you have to put? How old is your? My uh, child is 19 months. 19 months. Okay, I know parents always talk in months. You're doing the math in my head, so that's close to two years. It's yeah, like she's a year walking and three around. Yeah, she's grabbing stuff. We have quote unquote baby proofed it. Yep. The, the home as as much as we can, but only sort of as we go. Okay. Like you only realize, oh, she's into outlets now. So Oh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but, so you uh, have to have those special covers on them and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Covers and the coffee table corners. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. I slammed my face into a corner. <laughs> Got some cool scars, guys. But there's That's so many. Oh, there's gosh, there's right. no solution for. Like, yeah. she'll be under a table and then stand up and just hit her head. Like, well, <laughs> there's no... Sort of under She's pillow. Gotta yeah, yeah. Grow her brain a bit more to figure right, out how right. not to do that. For the listener, I have uh, four eight foot long shelves that go all the way up to the ceiling, and I have very important stuff on the top one, like my Rambo lunchbox that I use quite frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For your Rambo lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Where was Rambo in the movie? Was he in Vietnam or something? That, was he he like, was, it was actually Afghanistan. in Nelson, BC. Oh, or was it Hope? Kidding. It was Hope. It was BC. Hope. Sorry. Oh, so but that's not the oh, first wow. Rambo. Nelson, that's... Uh, I think Roxanne, the Steve Martin movie, was filmed in Nelson. Oh, that's interesting. That's good to know. <laughs> I suppose the more you no, know. No, I like Nelson's beautiful. Yeah, that's so nice. It's also a beautiful name. Impressica Nelson. <laughs> Impressica Nelson. Yep, gonna change my name. And our final. Oh no! Shelf help question. Yep. <laughs> do, do you have a point? No, my point was <laughs> where was Rambo in the movie? Like, where did I he... think he had returned to a small town? It was oh, he's from town. Vietnam. Yeah, it was from Vietnam. Be okay, I was just wondering. Or Oregon, I think. Okay, because I've not seen any of the Rambos, so oh, I didn't so know. If, I just was trying to imagine what Rambo would keep in a lunchbox wherever he was, like in <laughs> Vietnam. Is oh, it a big like knife. Spring rolls, like spring. <laughs> oh, sure. Exactly. Or there's a thermos in there. So. Uncooked rice. Oh yeah. So you put pho. pho in a thermos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That that was my only weird little question. Anyhow, uh, pardon our, me, Dave. Our I'm final sorry. shelf help question comes from at Graham Clark. Oh, your co a friend of mine. He writes, "I don't own a stud finder. Can oh. I still hang a shelf?" Uh, I can lend you my stud finder, Graham. You can. Um, you yeah. can just sort <laughs> of tap like on the the app. drywall. Yeah. Um, to Sorry. see, yeah, you to can see where there's That's a what I do at home. Yeah, yeah, I bang on the wall and I can sort of find it. But It drives my dog crazy. Oh, he really? thinks someone's at the door. Yeah. But also, you only really need one bracket to be in a stud. Everything Is that else, right? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. You just need one secure thing. Trust me, I learned everything to know about shelves when I made those When you ones. put those? Because yeah. those are, that's a lot of heavy-duty stuff that's on those. So. Yeah, and the brackets yeah. are upside down, too. This <laughs> is really also, interesting get, get stuff. Also, get some uh, drywall anchors, too. Oh, I didn't even use those. Uh, yeah, I, I just that. put them in the stud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're like sex bragging? Is that what that was? <laughs> no! I was going to say, Graham, you're a stud. Oh, uh, okay. Something, I don't know. I was trying to compliment him, but I couldn't make it a joke. Uh, Graham, I'll lend you my stud finder, and you never have to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> it's weird. Uh, do you want to do Puppo of the Week? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Papa of the week. 
we usually start with a guest. Do you have a puppo? And what does puppo mean? It's, I know we sort of it's a derivative of puppy. Puppy. And... Uh, it does not have to be a dog though. It's just sort of a cute thing. My bandmate started saying things were puppos, and then anything that was cute, I would just add an N to. Yep. An, I mean, an O too. Yeah, <laughs> I know the alphabet. Uh, and so there's this horse pillow that we had in the van on tour. And so I started calling it Horso. And then it just sort of went from there. And uh, yeah, the Puppo of the Week is, it doesn't have to be of this week. It can just be like something. Puppo of your life. Yeah. Or your heart. Like Alicia Tobin's got like a longstanding Puppo status for me. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, I can think of a few things that were cute this week. Um, oh yeah, do you you travel the country? Yes, you, you see weird animals out the window. What's the cutest city in Canada? The cutest city in Canada? <laughs> no, you don't have. <laughs> well, it's not Lethbridge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lethbridge. I know a really cute German Shepherd dog who lives in Lethbridge. In Lethbridge? Yeah. Uh, I did not see him or her. <laughs> it's, it's a girl. It's a girl. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the cute things I saw this week was Andrew Scott, who plays drums in our band Sloan. Uh, went to an aquarium in <laughs> Calgary or Edmonton, Edmonton, and uh, like fed a shark and all that sort of fun stuff. What? And like held a eel or I don't know what, what they What sort doing. of aquarium has sharks? Like a... They I do. Like, yeah, like They're a... They're not enormous. Oh, I was thinking pet store. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a pet store. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I went to a pet store. They had a wild hyena <laughs> okay, running Okay, yeah, around. regular aquariums have sharks. Never mind. So he went there and he... Uh, but also he thought like, you know what? I'm going to buy a fish for the bus. <laughs> We're touring in a tour bus, and uh, what would be better on a moving bus than a fish in a bowl? Yeah. And we'll just keep the bowl above Patrick's suitcase. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. We'll sort of teeter it there. Uh, so, But it's, it's endearing. He bought a fish bowl and a fish in a bag, brought it back, and, you know... Put the bowl, surrounded it with fruit so the bowl would not move anywhere. Uh-huh. Keeping it in place with a bunch of bananas and... and gala apples. Well, and gala apples. Yeah, gala? Gala. Yeah, gala. Oh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was asking you. It's pronounced Gowan. And, uh, oh, Gowan apples. Gowan apples. Gowan? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Larry I to Gowan. Put, I got to uh, throw that in the next Apple Cup Guild uh, <laughs> me- meeting. Um, so he did that and, you know, put the bowl and there's like a little fish bowl. Now we have a little fish. It's got a little tree and it's kind of cute, you know? It's still with us? It's apparent, I, I haven't <laughs> checked. Got it a few days what ago. does it have a name? I think it's um, what's his name? <laughs> Sorry, it's named after Cardinal Official. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's what he's been named, or Cardi for short. For That's sure. great. So that was sort of one of the cutest things. And then also a friend of ours brought their like three-year-old on the bus, and that kid was super cute and rolling around. And uh, <laughs> Second only to a fish. <laughs> yeah, Nelson was cute. Yeah, but the fish got a lot of attention. What's the long-term plan for this fish if it survives the tour? I don't know. It doesn't have its immigration, Uh-oh. so I don't know if we can take it to Seattle. Uh-oh. Yeah, so if we get work papers in time, then we can bring that, <laughs> we can bring that fish with us. Yeah, make sure it's got all of its shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise, we're leaving it in Nanaimo with some lucky fan. Uh, Dave? Um, my puppo, I would like to point out that puppo has become a, a term we use in my home now. Good. And in fact, it is my year-and-a-half-year-old daughter, her word for dog is well, she can't really do peas perfectly, so she, it's bubbo. But oh, that's even cuter. That's, really cute. that's my goal is that I want to get it into the common vernacular. And uh, my friend Sally has written a few articles now for like Western Living magazine that have the word puppo in them. What? Yeah. Wow. She's like secretly trying to sneak it in there. Past lazy copywriters or copy <laughs> yeah, editors. Basically. Well, it's just for a blog. Uh but yeah, that makes me really happy that people um, are using it. But I, yeah. this isn't, this is maybe my wife's puppo choice because I'm, I've got beef with this cat. Oh, okay. But we have this cat in our neighborhood who is named Steve and he will come and just hang out in the yard and he's very friendly, sort of. This is where <laughs> the beef comes. But he like, he likes to just hang out outside our back door window until someone comes and pays attention to him. Yeah. He has a little tag on that says, Steve? I'm, my name's Steve, and I'm not lost. Because I'm sure everyone in the neighborhood has some time with Steve. <laughs> um, and he's, you know, he's handsome. He's a handsome cat, but I, I got no time for Steve because he's, um, 
Uh, it was a little aggressive once with the baby. Oh, oh, right. Well, let's yeah. talk a little get... bit of uh, uh, <laughs> slapping her in the face. <laughs> Not Slap. with claws. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's good. Just got to learn about cats sometime. Yeah. Uh, my puppo is a dog that I saw yesterday outside of a grocery store, whose owner had tied him up while he was getting some food, and he had just come out as we were going in, and he had a bag, and I was trying to look at the dog, and so I was staring at the man and the dog. And I was trying to, like, the dog was so interested in what was in the bag and what the guy was doing. He had bought a big bag of tortilla chips and he was ripping it open so he could give a chip to the dog. Aww. And I was like, that is a good man and good dog. That's awesome. I, and I also just really wanted to eat some chips too. So. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was like, if I would have been by myself, I would have been like, hey, can I get in on that? <laughs> but I was with Jay, so... Jay Arner. <laughs> Would you say chips aren't good for that dog? You should be giving those chips too. Can I have a chip? No, they're probably pretty good for them. They're probably just as good for the dog as they are for me. Like, I, I, I'm not a chip guy, but I love giving chips to the dog. It's so they fun. They crunch so well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially tortilla them. chips. They're great. Love them. <laughs> I also give my dog like a uh, corn syrup sandwich dipped in milk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he loves that. You should try an onion butter That's sandwich. That's living because those are expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Those chunks of salt. Yeah, next time you go to Portland. Uh, okay, so do you have anything to plug, Jay? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, you do. Do you have any music online? <laughs> no, I have no idea. I'm not online. Uh, uh, I don't know. What do I have to say? Uh, Are, well, you got some... This is going to come out two Mondays from now. So you'll out two Mondays from now? Yeah. Beginning of May. I don't know where. I, can I look and see where I will actually be? Sure. Um, yeah, uh, I will. Um, what am I plugging? Not really. Our you band Sloan is on tour, uh, and we'll be on tour. I guess by the time this comes out, we'll be back in Ontario doing shows. And uh, the thing that our band did recently is we did a reissue of our third album called One Chord to Another and made a box set for it. And so that's the tour that we're on right now, and we're plugging the box set but most of them are gone anyhow so really? i don't want wow. to plug it so, wow. so, so we're very early. very happy that people have been very receptive and fans have been very encouraging about making these elaborate deluxe sets so i know that's not very funny but it's <laughs> very kind of them no that's to, awesome yeah so that's kind of what we're doing this year basically yeah cool dave do you have anything to plug i host another podcast <laughs> called stop podcasting yourself you can listen to that it's out today <laughs> <laughs> and graham my co-host and the guy who needs to find a stud finder, he and I are starting a second podcast that comes out. I think the first episode will be out this Wednesday. It's called Our Debut Album, and it's me and Graham. We're in a room for an hour, and we have to write a hit song in an hour. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. A we, hit song? A song? Or th- a That's hit a song. bit of bone of contention. <laughs> I believe we should just write the best song we can yep. and hope it's a hit and not follow the uh, charts. So, okay. all right. Don't I don't know about you guys, hype. but I'm tuning into this. I'm going yeah. to tune into this podcast. It's high stakes. We say a lot of embarrassing things while trying to write a good song. Yeah, okay. it's like that scene in uh, Some Kind of Monster <laughs> where they all have their legal pads and they're... Uh, oh, right. I still my, have yet to see that. Oh, and I'm so too scared good. to see it. Oh, it's great. Okay. I've seen it uh, three or four times. But I was going to say hundreds, but let's be real. It's a great movie to watch with your band. I, I don't know if I it. want to. It's like watching Spinal Tap. It's like, oh my God, what it have we so, done? It's, it's like the, gr- you will love it so much. It's, it's wonderful. The greatest part of the movie is they hire this the relationship therapist. therapist this oh, yeah. guy, Phil Towel. No, he's a therapist for like oh, basketball yeah, teams. Yeah, he's like a yeah. sports yeah. Uh, motivator guy. Phil Towel and... I think he sticks around too long. Like, yeah, they're like, why even are we after James leaves, guy? I think he's still there. Oh, really? So he was basically helping them manage to like, yeah, just try and get you guys to communicate and yeah. make a record. Basically. Yeah, and also, yeah. but then he starts contributing a, lyrics. Yeah. And stuff? Oh my god! So he's like Ju- Eugene Landy all over again. He's kind of like thing? he's also very expensive. I yeah, he's, he's like ten thousand dollars a week or something. Oh, there's so many great things. They have that, to have when have they hire a new bassist and they just give him a million dollars and he starts to cry. Oh my God! Let me join that band. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does that have? Does that have when you joined Jay like playing yeah. music? He gave Did he give a, you a million dollars? No, he gave me like a pat on the back. <laughs> oh yeah. He said, uh, "Okay, now let's live together <laughs> in a studio um, apartment." So yeah, our debut album, the podcast. I recommend that yeah. and. 
some kind of monster. Excellent. Yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, I'll look forward to those. I can. I'll. When the, when does that one come out? The, uh, the first Wednesday of every month. Okay. All right. Great. Starting so, in May. I'm very excited. Great. That I'll. That's. It's nice to have podcasts to listen to when you're on tour. Yeah. Yeah. Thank I, you. I'm very excited because I've heard the songs. You're on one of the. songs. I'm on. Is that the first one? Yeah. And Jay's helping. Jay Arner is recording them, and so I've heard the songs, but I don't know any of the backstory of wh- how you came to this point. So I'm very excited to uh, tune in and hear the the workshopping. Mm-hmm. And I, you can download the song separately. And I'm wondering if people will listen to the episodes and then download the song, or want to work in reverse and oh, yeah. hear the song and wonder where it came from. Or maybe no one will care at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's always a possibility. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. By the time this comes out, the second single from Jay Arner's new album will be out. It's called Like a Dracula. Listen to that. I like that one. It's good. It's really good. I like it. What was considered the first single? Uh, Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball. I like yeah. that one too. Yeah. We thought Like a Dracula was going to be first, but media people decide that. So there's also going to be a music video for Crystal Ball coming out. Is it shot? It's not shot yet, but we've been buying supplies. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jay bought a white blazer, so. Oh my gosh. Pretty excited. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and I finally have a use for all my uh, orbs and crystals. Yeah, that's the crystal zone. Wow. <laughs> Can't wait for this video. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need any shelf help. No. Yeah. I'm perfectly happy with all my weird tchotchkes. Okay, well, thank you, Jay, so much for being on our show. Thanks for having me at your lovely place and, and hanging out with you and Dave. It's a lovely time. And uh, Alicia, we miss you. <laughs> Okay. Oh, oh. Is that what she really sounds like? Oh, well, sometimes she talks to the baby voice. <laughs> oh, gosh. She has a normal voice, but... Mm, does she? <laughs> she does. Oh, I don't think so. Okay, Alicia. I can't wait to meet her now. I really in- I'm intrigued, as they say. She's a normal human adult woman. Okay. Oh, she's a little bit normal. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>